Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, or like, I don't know, a really lame fucking ghost ship. I guess there's no there's no tightly colored teens in this episode. We're gonna we're gonna get there next time. There's no, no I guess there's not a cut tightly colored teen. Well, there's, okay, there's, yeah, that's there's true. one tightly colored person. So, uh, God, we'll, we'll fucking get into it, but like, it is probably the. It is so fucking frustrating how long it takes them in this movie to be Power Rangers for really no reason. Like for the well, for so the- that's the thing is we talked about it when when we started, but like mm-hmm. the 2017 movie, a lot of people's complaints was they don't morph until very near the end, and that's I think a logical complaint. It is also the plot of the film. Well, that's, this- that's the thing is the same could be said for the first Power Rangers movie. They right. take a long well, time to get the new yeah. powers. Well, to get the new powers, but they morph very early on. In yeah, that they, movie. they do morph very early on. But like, e- even if you level to complain of like, wow, they spend a lot of this film not being Power Rangers. Like again, that's the plot of the movie. In right. this There's- one, they spend a lot of time not being Power Rangers for, for no, no reason. reason. Yeah, yeah, no, no reason whatsoever. I will say, uh, I, I so I did not watch this movie from the beginning because I ran out of time. I did watch the part we're talking about. Uh... Oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> um, that first movie, the Ivan Ooze movie, it's not like an amazing piece of cinema or anything, but it looks like, you know, a movie. We looked it up. This budget is like a third of the previous oh, yeah, one say. or so- something like that. Yeah. Uh, this because this looks I- like they, the budget they got, they got enough money to buy a film camera and a boat and that's it. God, yeah. th- that's another thing we're going to fucking get into. And I'm sorry, Zach, you haven't even gotten int- a chance to introduce this yet. Oh, this, despite the name, this isn't a car movie. This is a boat movie. It's a it boat is a boat movie, movie right here. It's really strange. I'm Zach. Uh, we've got Mike. Hi, I'm Mike. And I hate Larago and his family so fucking much. That hasn't <laughs> yeah. changed since last time. And we've got Luke. Luke, do you have any questions about Larago? Uh, I figured he's some kind of wizard friend that Divatox kidnapped. It's like. Uh, like, yes, it's somewhat baffling, but I've watched however many fucking episodes of this show. I know how it works. Yeah, it's the 
it's it's just like we we can talk about whether or not the Ewoks are good, but like <laughs> they are, but they're not pr- like. They're not like, here's the Ewoks. They're super advanced, and then they, like, don't talk. This is a wizard who just kind of goes like, woo. And yeah, like, I'm going to take, take a hardline stance, and I know fucking Star Wars takes are everywhere right now. The Ewoks are good. All right? I like the Ewoks, if you don't like the Ewoks but I also you just, understand you like if you fun. don't. I, well, I understand if you don't like the Ewoks because they're a thinly veiled, like, fun primitive society thing well, which has that. its own issues yeah but i like the ewoks they're cute and i also- think the main thing with the ewoks is less that they're bad in and of themselves and more that like weird time to introduce cute cuddly teddy bear creatures at the like epic climax of your space true epic. They also eat people, and you can't tell me they don't, because they just no, got No, they super empty. do that. Well, yeah, they, weren't they, they yeah. super as, going uh, to... Weren't they written as uh, uh, Wookiees in the script, and then they got changed? Yeah, and then they changed it at, at some point. And, yeah. and all I'm saying is they got... There's that scene where they're playing drums on the helmets of the, uh, the, 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 the troopers, and there's no heads in there, because it wouldn't make a noise otherwise. <laughs> right. So, I'm just saying. I, uh, I feel like that movie would make a lot more sense if it was Wookiees. Well, I mean that's that's why the that's why the heads are gone, Zach. So because they, they could make sounds good. Well, well, and also they ate them is what I'm saying to you. But anyway, uh, this is the second part of Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Yeah, We're starting yeah at about it's, 30- it's a real shame that Luke, you couldn't be on until the second part and only got to watch the second part because you know you've been on record so much talking about how like you know Power Rangers Turbo <laughs> is fine art. It's the pinnacle <laughs> of human creative achievement and how even after the world inevitably ends and all humans are dead, at least right. Power Ra- at least Power Rangers Turbo will still Someday, be there as our mark on the universe. species evolves from the cockroaches will unearth a DVD box set of Power Rangers Turbo and understand what true culture is. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and and society will be re- rebuilt anew. It's it's yeah. it, it basically imagine if like the the chess people from Homestuck uh, had to rebuild, they would be able to rebuild a perfect society if they just had a DVD of Power Rangers Turbo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now because Luke was not here, and also for the listener, uh, we're going to do a quick recap. The Power Rangers uh, are going to. Um, well, actually, I guess they're about to explain what the Power Rangers are going to do. We're yeah. like right there. But Divatox, the villain, is a, uh, has kidnapped a wizard named Larigo, and he has a magic key that will allow her to go to the uh, to a special secret island in the what do they keep calling the it? Nemesis the, the, well, the Nemesis Triangle. The Nemesis Triangle. Through the Nemesis Triangle to get to another dimension, and in the dimension is the island of Marathius. So here's my question: Is the actual triangle on Earth? Because I, that confused me. Yeah, like, it is. Okay. So, well, so here's the thing. They go across the ocean, but the rangers had to get on a ghost ship to go there. So I feel like there's already some maybe dimensional travel going on. I'm going to say this movie does more than perhaps any other Power Rangers piece of media to uh, support my theory that it's a post-apocalyptic Earth. Because they just, like, get on a boat and, like... Well, just because they have to drive through just an endless wasteland of desert right outside of Los Angeles. Oh, also that true, yeah. And then immediately go into the ocean, and there's just a readily accessible 
ghost pirate ship that can yeah. take you to the edge of the earth. So or there's just another dimension out in the ocean somewhere. Right. So, okay. So, so Divatox wants to go there because uh, there's this guy named Malagor. Is that right? That sounds right. Malagor. Yeah. He's, he's basically, he's basically Satan. They pretend he's not, but he is. She wants to resurrect him and marry him. I don't know why that thing specifically, but fine, whatever. I mean, uh, people like to fuck demons, Zach. Sure. Well, no, she, she makes abundantly clear she doesn't want to fuck this demon. She no, just wants the, the power. She wants to marry him for the power, but I don't understand why you, like, just summon him. I don't... Anyway, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, I so, guess she figures if she's his wife, he won't, like, kill her. But, like... Yes. It's, it's a demon, you know? I mean, like, the real answer is that this show is written by a bunch of shitty men, and, like, it's just the reader repulse a plot with Zed again. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of get it's into it. Mostly, Divatox is Divatox is fun, but yeah, she's very much the like the vain villainous stereotype. I mean, yeah. I mean, her name is Divatox. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's a toxic it's, diva. Oh, fuck that. Just yeah. Come on, Mike. Mike. <laughs> Zach, okay. You have no place word. to say anything. I mean, yeah, I'm dumb as hell, but like, uh, anyway, so. We're starting at 35 minutes, and right away, uh, we, we just watched Diva Just Talk, to really Diva bring Bug. everybody up to up to speed, the last thing that happened is a fly got into the room while Diva Talks was ranting about what she was going to do. And the instant the fly appears in the scene, you know exactly what's going to happen. But it still takes, like, a minute for them to get to the gag where she sticks her tongue out like a lizard to eat the fly. Yeah. And it lands on her thigh first, because they, they didn't have the special effects budget to have her catch it out of the air. She had to right. have a rubber band on her leg. Um. So so she then uh, re re. You know we kind of knew this, but she reiterates that she's going to feed Kimberly and Jason, who she has uh, kidnapped, to uh, Malagor as part of the sacrifice to yeah. awaken him. Essentially, it's not really specified that they're part of the summoning ritual. She just kind of wants to do it, I guess, to be to impress him? Question mark. You know, listen, this movie's bad enough without us nitpicking it. Like, you can take it as a given that it's part of the summoning ritual. Th- there are, we're gonna give this, we're gonna make some leaps of logic, because you have to with this. There's still gonna be some things where I'm like, hold on, did I miss scenes? Because, like, there's some real shit well, they just don't explain in this movie. Well, that's, but- that's the weird thing, because, like, what I was about to say is that she reiterates her plan because they reiterate, like, stuff, like, 5,000 times. Like, just constantly reiterating plot points over and over again because it's a nonsense movie that's very confusing. And in spite of the fact that they feel the need to constantly re-explain everything over and over again, it's still confusing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, Kim is basically says, like, well, we were going to come back and surprise everybody at the center. And, oh, now we got kidnapped and we're definitely going to get murdered. Oh, nerds. Well, and, uh, uh, I love that she, like... She, Amy Jo Johnson immediately settles back into Kimberly mode. It's just, it's the way she delivers it. Like, I, I can't do a good impression, but she right. really just nails down that Valley Girl it, way of speaking is, she had before. It is to her credit that she is, because I've heard uh, Amy Jo Johnson talk, and this is a character. We've established she's a decent actor. And she comes back for the movie and, like, does a, does the character. You've definitely seen... Like, ah, this this uh, character who was on the show, the first season, returns in the seventh season for one episode and, like, 
don't seem to remember anything about the character they played at all. Was there uh, ever any more news about that show she was trying to do about being like a washed up kid show actress? I don't know. I would like to I would like to look back into that. That's a yeah. good question. Um so then uh we see Balkan Skull again. Yeah, we uh, get a bad joke where she's like, Oh great, we're gonna be fucking munchies for some some demon and Bulk is like, Munchies, eh? Fat joke? Yeah, hooray, fat joke. Yeah, the joke. main part y'all didn't explain is what's going on with Bulk and Skull. D- don't even worry about <laughs> no, it. No, I think I need to. Okay, they got abducted and had their brains scrambled. By whom? Elgar. Elgar. Elgar's Who? the guy with the weird, he's got the long face. Oh, okay. He's, yeah. he's, he's Mac tonight, basically. Right. He's Mac well, tonight, just. That seems rude to Mac tonight. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's so really not. We cut to the uh, the power chamber, and this I obviously we haven't had. We always have had like bullshit tech stuff in Power Rangers. Um, this is where you realize how bad it is that Billy's gone mm-hmm. because no one else can do bullshit science explanations at all. Like. Alpha's kind of selling it, but everyone else is just like, okay, all systems go, 0.75 power on the on the full throttle thing. <laughs> so, the, the Rangers are making their own Zords, and they're just making all five of them on the fly. Inclu- like each, but each person's like making their own, and I guess collectively making one that they think is going to be for Rocky, question mark. And just, there's no... There's no explanation for why they can't use the Zeo powers. Oh, uh, we've t- I mean we talked about this. The one of the big failings of this movie is that they they have powers that have explicitly been stated to uh always become stronger over time like just by virtue of existing and they give no reason they stop using them. It's uh, it's so, uh, so here's not my strong thing. enough right now for to fight Divatox, that's why. Fair fair enough. Well, so that I don't necessarily have a problem with the fact that, like, the whole, like, but the Zeo crystals get stronger all the time. That feels like more of a, uh, just a nerdy nitpick than anything else. It's yeah. just, they, d- there's not even just, they don't do the bare minimum of giving a throwaway line of, like, these new powers will be better than your old ones or anything. Like, sure. Or, like, we're, we're converting the Zeo powers into the new thing. They, Zordon says this is the most powerful Megazord. He does yeah. say that, but that's it, pretty much. Um, uh, so I'll also throw... What ha- how did Rocky get written out? Rocky got hurt in uh, practice for a karate competition because he... Like, remember how Rocky sort of had an inferiority complex that was like a little bit of a through line for him? Sure. He got he got real grumpy because everybody else was kicking real good and he wanted to kick the best. And so he spun, spun kicked so hard that he flew out of a fucking wrestling ring and broke his back, essentially. Wow. Okay, so. now I am, uh, I'm sure, relitigating stuff you guys already covered last That's time. Fine. What was, like, the the behind-the-scenes stuff with his actor, with Steve Cardenas? So, actually, that's a good point, because I had always heard that he left because he was injured. That that's what happened, that he got hurt. But some people have told me that's not true. Okay. And to be honest, I I looked, um, and I found a bunch of conflicting information, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Some... 
I saw something from Steve Carstanis that said he was just done. I saw something that said he, like, did sustain an injury on set. I saw, so, like, I don't know. I'm really not I, sure. I was wondering if it was, like, there was, you know, it was a bad environment. Like, it's been for several actors. Because if that's the case, what a way to write someone out. Like, oh, yeah, this character yeah. just really wanted to be better than everyone else. And, oh, they paid for it so dearly. Yeah, yeah I... I genuinely don't know sure um, well so I mean, rocky from what i've been told still shows up in the first few episodes of turbo oh, okay does, does he get a proper send-off or does he just stop showing up at some point i don't know i know he's in the first three episodes of turbo but i'm, I'm not sure what where he goes or if he just stops showing up i i'm not sure we'll find out i guess um but yeah so rocky um rocky's not here so we're making zords and one of them is for rocky the other the other, like, sort of hand-wavy thing they give you is they say, like, these Zords can get you to uh, to the island. Like, you need special equipment to do that. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're also, the I guess... The are key-based because cars. And, yeah. like, Largo's whole thing is that he's, like, the key. And so we're going to have these keys that will act like his key if you combine your keys. Right. So... Um, so they, they, I love that Tanya, they walk through this door to where they're, oh, also real quick, uh, I know that Zordon says you are making these Zords. Um, no, they're not. He's lying. <laughs> like he's, he already had these either Billy made them or he found them in the de- you know, in another fucking place where they keep Zords. Cause there's a million of them. Did he and say anything about where the, the keys come from? No, that's. Again, I understand as a kid show, I I get that you don't have to have a reason to have new powers, but, like, they did that last time, and they did a pretty good job. They've and done that like, every before time that. before now. Yeah. Every yeah, time before it's... now, there was some sort of explanation for where what the upgrade came from. Season 3 got two different equally canonical explanations for where the yeah. ninja yes, come from. Of course. Yeah. Even Season 2 had the simplest one where it's just, oh, we made the old ones better. But right. still, like... That's an explanation, but I okay. We've been we've been dragging our feet for too long. I need to get to the names of these Zords because every <laughs> single one of them sounds like a Mountain Dew flavor. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, it's, I got it. It's Baja Blast, Maui Burst, Code Red, Berry Monsoon, and Whiteout. Right? That's no, it. You're close though. You're so tantalizingly <laughs> well, let me close. See how many of them I can just get just okay. off the top of my head. Uh, right. Wind Chaser is the pink one. Yep. That's correct. Desert Thunder? Is that the green one? That's that's the green one, yes. Okay. Uh uh Red Lightning? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh Blue Rumbler. No. No. <laughs> no, the blue one is called Mountain Blaster, which is just no. Baja Blast, but not No, no, no. Like- Mountain, Bla- Mountain Blaster is uh the fucking off-brand Mountain Dew that you get at the grocery store. <laughs> Mountain Blaster sounds like a really lewd sex act. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. It's at least a better name than the Yellow Zord, which is Dune Star. Dune Star. Dune, Dune Star, Star just sounds, sounds like, a- like an actual car name. <laughs> yeah, like, like you would go to a car lot and get a van called a Dune Star. I was going to say, Dune Star sounds like a fucking third tier, like, He-Man ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, also that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're, I don't know if these names are going to come be used. They might, I like, kinda, shout them out as they're jumping into Zords or something. Yeah, and I, I, I also get that, like, you know, previously it was, like, 
a sphinx or like you could it had an easy way to name it yeah and they didn't just want to be like blue truck <laughs> yellow suv like i understand <laughs> right. that but the red goes are, vroom vroom yeah <laughs> red sports car they are all different types of cars um uh, you can look them up. I don't care enough to tell them to you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they walk into this room and Tanya immediately just goes like, they're just cars, which is the best line in the whole movie. <laughs> it's so good. She's just well, like, she says, oh, they're ordinary cars. And Zorna goes, no, they're extraordinary cars. <laughs> yeah. Yep, they're yep, yep. super good cars, you fucking imbecile. <laughs> they're vehicles I bought you all cars for your 16th birthday and this is how you treat me. Now, here is here is a problem, because he says... Listen, that, you may not be able to get a date in this thing, but it will get you to school. Yes. He, but he says that uh, the reason the reason that they're doing this is because um, the, these cars have been endowed with the power of turbo technology. Yeah. That's a real thing. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't say, like... These cars are magic because they have V8 engines. Like, no, right. that's a thing. You can't do that. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just very funny. And, you know, he, he again says, yep, they're fighting machines. And when you merge them together, they form the Turbo Megazord, which is super good and powerful and great. And I love it. They are. Now, it is important to note, they are car sized. Yes. So... That's interesting. They're just cars. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they're giant cars. No. Which would be stupid, but also at least kind of interesting. Like, the idea of just a building-sized SUV is funny. Sure. Um, but, no, they're just cars. I mean, I think um, they grow when they become a Megazord, Yes, right? they do. Yes. But, but like, when they're just driving around in them, they're just cars. Yeah. So, like... Anyway, I mean, this, um, this does play into the fact that a Sentai has always played fast and loose with the relative size of the giant robots. Yeah, and b something we're going to kind of get into as the season goes on. But like as I understand it, Car Ranger is one of the sillier seasons of Sentai. Yeah, so, it's, a, well, it's a it's like almost a parody, or it is a parody. I think it's 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 supposed to be goofy, which is going to explain a lot of the stuff that we see in the season. Which I'm fine with, you know. Yeah, Honestly, absolutely. I could go for a silly season of Power Rangers. Yeah, well, I mean, they're we all haven't silly, had one of those yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, one that leans into it is what I mean. Sure. But uh, so right. So the Rangers are all going to stand in front of this fucking uh, Wheel of Fortune final round ass wheel here, <laughs> and <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna put their hands together in the middle, and they're gonna have. You know, a pretty stock standard. We're getting, you know, new powers. Power Rangers kind of we're putting all, all our hands in the middle and, and, you know, ceremony thing here. Except there's just conspicuously down a person. But Right. Sure. Yeah. And they do say, like, the blue one will stay here until we figure out what to do. But, like, it is weird that it's just, like, here's the upgrade ceremony and just one person's not here. It also just looks like a Simon Says. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Device. <laughs> yeah, it's just so um, like obviously conspicuous. Like, why didn't they, when they were writing this, get Justin in here faster? Yeah, it's yeah, weird. They, they wanted to do like they wanted to be a mystery. Like, we'll see him like with his head cut off uh, by the camera, not literally. Uh, <laughs> while, he's, while he's walking around in the in the suit for a little bit, but like it's. And th- like we've said many times, we're going to keep saying this is basically just a long episode of Power Rangers more than it is a movie. 
And it's that classic Power Rangers thing where they introduce a quote-unquote mystery, but the answer is obvious, and the show reveals it anyway 20 seconds later. In eight seconds, yeah. yeah. This feels um, a lot like a Power Rangers three-parter. It's extremely uh, yes. just a three-parter that was released in theaters for no yeah. reason. Again, they got to shoot it on film instead of on video, and that's about the only difference. Well, the other difference, and we've also talked about this last time, is that it was made by 20th Century Fox, so I guess Disney owns this movie now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weird. So so they, they gain their powers by slapping a table, and yeah. then they get powers. Uh, I... It's it's funny because I think we mentioned this last time they got new powers, but like they have to sell it to you. So what they do is they have the characters say, I feel so powerful and good. And this is amazing. (laughs) This is definitely not the fourth time I've gotten superpowers. Tommy says I've never felt like anything like this before. This is like what his like fifth or sixth set of powers that he personally has gotten. It's, yeah. it's so silly. Like it's just, they have to t- sell it to you. And I yeah. mean, you know, Dragon Ball does that all the time where Goku gets like a power blast. He's like, Whoa, wow. I mean, That's at some, true. at some point you just, you just have to know that like, yeah, every so often I'm going to get stronger, you know? Cause yeah. I'm, I think I'm the, a good karate man and I work out all the time. I think the advantage that, I mean, you can make fun of the, like, powering up system in Dragon Ball, but I think the advantage that has is it, like, it sort of illustrates that, like, he still goes Super Saiyan and, the, you know what I mean? Like, it's Yeah, but I'm talking more stuff where, like, like the, the ancient Namekian puts his hand on Krillin's head and unlocks all this power. Oh, sure. That yeah, that's moment, fair. You know? That's fair, yeah. Um, I've so never let's, felt I guess, like this before. That's a pretty good Krillin. Not I bad. Try. All right, I do what uh, I can. let's let's talk about. I do the... love that 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 they do have that con that uh, contrivance to try and keep Krillin in the game, but it literally doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Um. Let's talk about the outfits real quick. Uh, this is our second big outfit change in Power Rangers. Um. And I know everyone on this podcast, but me likes them. But I yeah, don't like they them. They kick ass. Uh. But they got I... little headlights. They, so okay, they're basically the visor looks like a windshield. There's different different shapes for the different rangers, which is fine. They have little tiny headlights on top of them. They're chrome instead of like white. The outline is yeah, and then they have hubcaps as like earpieces. Yeah, I don't. Like yeah, that's dope. That. No, these if are you're gonna, if you're gonna be like, it's not any more stupid like. If you're going to represent a car-themed Power Ranger by turning the helmet into a car, that's not only any dumber than, like, Jason's helmet being a T-Rex. No, yeah. that's true. It, it's not – it's actually – the helmets are – I don't love them, but the thing that I really don't like is that the uh, – in my favorite Power Ranger costumes have good balance of, like, white and color, white uh-huh. and their color, and I feel like this is – if you haven't seen them, it's basically, like, just all their color except for gloves, belt, uh – Shoes are white, and then there's like a little orange, tra- orange uh, rhombus, not rhombus, uh, trapezoid, yeah. which I yeah, don't yeah. even know what that represents. No, it's like, a, it's like terms. a blinker. It's like a head, like it, it's so that you know if they're turning yeah. left or right. But there's it's, only yeah, it's one. Reflectors. Well, yeah, they're gonna get pulled over because they have a broken blinker. <laughs> I'm into it. They, they've also got these uh, these white stripes on on their arms. And there's a bunch of uh, black outlines on the suits, like it's drawn on to make it look like they're a like car. made of parts. Yeah, yeah. and they got these uh, big old belt buckles. 
and and the 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 gun holsters are fucking enormous. I I love these suits. I yeah. I'm gonna say it. These are my favorite suits so far. Uh, They're pretty cool. Uh, I don't like them. Uh, it's fine. We have opinions. I I will say that if you want, yeah, yours are wrong. Mine are wrong. Uh, if I like the SPD suit, not SPD. Uh, RPM suits. I think do the car thing better. So that's just my personal opinion. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, so anyway, um, now, now we I, get. Uh, are these the actual same suits they're going to have in the show? I think so. Yes. Because I know yes, the last movie was weird. Okay. These are the same suits. Uh, in fact, they're also, I think we mentioned it before, Al, if you didn't not- notice, Alpha got an upgrade, but they're actually going to use this one as as opposed to the last movie where they did not use that Alpha it's suit It's so funny because reason. they use the same bullshit shot of Zordon in this that they use on the show. But, they put but so, it's they, worse. They put some like, work into making Zordon look okay in the Ivan Ooze movie. Yeah, and also he doesn't move in this. No, it's like a he single does. still shot. Yeah, he does in the in the show. It's very strange. I don't know why he looks so bad. Um, Is, did they just not want to give his actor like a film credit? Like, what, what was the point? I genuinely do not know. I, I'm. It's very strange. I tried to find anything interesting in uh, about about it specifically in. Um, uh, Ranger Wiki, but I, I couldn't find anything about it. Um, I did want to. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Speaking of Ranger Wiki, I did have something that it ha- it says citation needed on uh on um uh Ranger Wiki, so it's probably not true. But I want to tell it to you anyway. Uh, the claim is that the original cut was over three hours long <laughs> and included a fight with a crocodile, a longer trek through the volcano, a mermaid, a bungee jumping stunt, and more character development for Justin. Uh, perhaps most controversially, Johnny Young Bosch has claimed there was an extended fight scene between the Zeo Rangers and Divatox's forces that resulted in the Zeo powers and Zords being destroyed. Oh. None of the footage from this version has ever been released, and it remains unknown if it will ever be well, released. Well, that explains a lot. Three hours would be an insanely long Power Rangers, like, well, children's Well, sure, but, like, every film. movie has a super long first cut. Sure, that's true, but, yeah. yeah they, like, they, three, three hours before you've done any editing is... Pretty standard, honestly. Yeah. If anything, maybe a little short. What I will say is they cut that, but, well, allegedly they cut that, but not the fucking ghost ship that we're about to do for 20 minutes. Because, so basically, Zordon, Gordon, yep, that's his name. <laughs> Gordon uh, Cole. Gordon, <laughs> Zordon says- Tommy, you gotta get to the ghost galleon. <laughs> Zordon oh shit, says, I love Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> Zordon says they have to go uh, to the Ghost Galleon, which is a ghost ship that I, like, I feel like, listen, we know Zordon sucks shit, but yeah. usually I feel like he'll be like, hey, I've got this power up for you. It is very unclear who the Ghost Galleon belongs to. It's just a Ghost if Galleon. Zord- if Zordon made it, like, what, why it exists, like, it anything. It just does. It's just the way to get to the fucking what triangle is it? Uh, the the nemesis triangle. This nemesis is a very triangle, season yeah. one thing. It reminds me of when like uh, Trini had to go climb a mountain to get like a special herb. Yes, totally. It was like go to the mountain of whatever and get me this, and then shake it around, and everyone will be better. The yeah, wild thing about that is like usually that kind of nonsense in season one was to justify something happening in the Sentai footage, right? But like this. Okay, that's the wildest thing about this movie is yes. this movie is 
so, so easily distracted and just random and nonsensical. It keeps jumping from thing to thing to thing, and there's no sense of cause and effect whatsoever. Yeah. But it's made whole cloth on the American side by a film studio. Like, why is this movie like this? It's, I don't know. I, I don't know what Car Ranger's about, but like I said, I know it's supposed to be kind of a silly parody. I think it's all like they're kind of like traffic, uh, traffic cops, basically, right? That's like yeah, my impression much. of it. Yeah, it's like they fight pretty like much. a traffic cone monster ah, or whatever. If you're taking that footage raw and you're saying, okay, we're telling our own story, we're writing our own thing, but we have the, they use cars or it's car themed. What'd be a good bad guy for a show about cars? What about a pirate on the ocean? A lady who lives in a submarine. <laughs> who yeah. will never interact with a car a single time. It's That's very strange to me. I don't <gasps> like, understand that either. Yeah. So, um, in, in this bit, we're going to get something that the last movie was sorely lacking, and I'm so glad it's here. One of many Ron Wasserman songs. Yeah. Yes, that is true. I do like that part. Um, but I will say that, yeah, we cut to the... So, first of all, they're in the suits, if, if you could not tell. They're in the suits. Then we see them go to find this ghost galleon, and they've demorphed. Uh, why? I mean, I guess you can't just be morphed all the time, but, like... Yeah. Why? Well, we've never actually gotten any indication that you can't. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, like, the only time someone's had to, like, demorph to conserve power is, like them losing their powers was an explicit plot point at the time, you know? Right, and, like, here's the other thing. They're not just unmorphed after this. They're unmorphed in the Zords, which is weird. Like, I don't know why... The, the implication has always been that when you're morphed, you get, like, super Zord piloting abilities. Yeah, so, but they're not in the Zords in Zord mode. They're in the Zords in car mode. Right. Also, the inside of the cars is, like, a huge cockpit, even, like, Tommy's little tiny sports car has a massive cockpit. Yeah, that cockpit does not fit in that car. No, it super doesn't. They also, I swear to God, they all literally have the what's the little thing in the Back to the Future DeLorean? The the (sighs) flux flux capacitor. capacitor. They all have the flux capacitor in the back. It's really strange. Um, but yeah, they all say some dumb shit like uh, like Tommy says, "Red Lightning, ready to bolt." These cars are totally tubular. Yeah, that, that's ri- he then then he says let's rip some velocity, which made me want to go through <laughs> go through the screen and punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you wanted to hear Jason David Frank taught like fucking Sonic the Hedgehog from the cartoon, like this is the movie for you. He says bullshit lines like that throughout the film. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, there are. I mean, we've highlighted how bad Tommy's one-liners are before, but I feel like they're worse in this movie than they normally are, so... Well, it's because they have to be about cars. <laughs> well, true. Uh, so they rip some velocity, by which I mean they drive their cars. Um, through and then- a desert. So, like Luke said earlier, basically, they're they're gonna go through an endless desert to get well, to the coastline. When they're getting the, the car zords, they say something about, like... These are the only Zords capable of making this journey. Like, it's not... Yes. Like, they're in California. They're basically in Los Angeles. I get there's a lot of desert out there. But they're implying there is something supernatural about this desert. Yes. They they, they, they do sort of say, like, you have to have these to get there. Why? Uh, whatever. Uh, I think they were driving through Stone Canyon. Could be. Or, you know, 
More, more from Grid. Uh, so, uh, uh, whoa, whoa, what'd you say? So, so Zordon tell. No, no, no exactly. What'd you say? Zordon. I what genuinely you missed what he said. <laughs> no, I said uh, Morphing Grid. Uh, so yeah, Zordon uh, says, you said it again. Um, that, what, Morphing Grid. Uh, we Sorry. cut to. We cut to. Uh, were you? Was the idea there that you were getting a boner when we said it, or what? I don't actually know. <laughs> That's okay. kind of the way it's uh, started to go. I thought, you were, I thought you were mad at him for saying it wrong because it's not actually supposed to have the G there. That's true. It is the morphine grid. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, so anyway, we we see Zordon talking to a new Blue Ranger. Uh, we don't get to see who it is. Yeah. Uh, and he who says, could it possibly be? You know, and, uh, this like, is a listen, great. Folks, I get it. It's not just. It's not just because, you know, it's spoiled for us because it's a two-decade-old film. Like, it's super obvious, even within the movie, who it's going to be. Because there's only been one character introduced in this film. Right. And also, like, the other thing that's funny about this is is it, it's the next scene that we find out who it is. It's not yeah. like it's like, you know, they keep it a secret for a while. Um, but yeah, they they... They they put this new person in the in the seat. They tell him he tells him, you know, this is a big responsibility. You've got to take the lead from your teammates. Blah blah blah. Then we cut to um, the uh, uh, Divatox, and um, they're basically saying like, "Haha, uh, I knew Zordon wouldn't mess with them." Um, and then there is actually a fairly decent. Um, oh man, what's his fucking name? Elgar line where he says, I'm not a veteran, or uh, sorry, a veterinarian, but I think that guy's dying. And, yeah, I'm no vet, uh, but I think it's dying is a genuinely great line. Yeah, L- Larigo is is in a bad way because he can't do good on the planet for some reason. God, I hate the baby so much. You cut <laughs> to the baby, and it's just so upsetting. Um, well, the thing is... So the weird thing about Larigo dying is, like, theoretically, uh, and Luke, this is something you missed from the first part, uh-huh, the thing uh-huh. that was killing Larigo specifically was, like, the yellow sunlight. Oh, yes. I see. Oh, but, um, oh, okay. Well, well but, like, that's not an issue anymore. He didn't get a for some reason. Um, now, we get to the Ghost Galleon, which is literally on, like, a... Sp- it, you know when you go to a Halloween store, when it's Halloween, and they just, like, they put all their, like... Cobwebs decorations and skeletons out front and shit and just yeah. around. It just looks yeah. like it's a Halloween store at a dock, basically. Um, there's some dead people, which is wild. Again, I don't... I wonder if there was something in the three-hour cut that explained Ghost of what, Galleon? Because... <laughs> I mean, these are, these are leftover props from Big Bad Beetleborgs. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. We we walk into a Goosebumps episode for the next, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> um, And... So there's a line where I think it's Adam says, uh, uh, guys, I hear the ocean, but I don't see the ship. They're looking at the ocean. Why the, f- what are you talking? Why would you say it that way? I don't understand. They, to make, like, because Tommy's the leader, he looks about 10 feet in front of him and there's the boat. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah, it was a ghost hiding. boat. It might not have been there a second ago. Sure, it is a ghost boat that's been made very clear by the fact that it's called Ghost Galleon, and we saw some skeletons. Uh, so they see the Ghost Galleon, um, and uh, why? Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know we already kind of touched on it. Why is the way to get to this mystical island a haunted uh, pirate? Who, ship? Dude, who the fuck knows? Like, 
that's that's why I was saying like I I know Zordon always just makes shit up, but like I feel like usually he would be like when you know I have the key to the triangle and it's from it's the mystical key of blah 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 and you'll have to use it to get there. But he, again, here he's just well, like it's, there it's is not even a just boat. a why because it makes little sense in universe because like this is a fucking cartoon whatever. Why did the people making the movie decide that the middle of the film needed to be a haunted pirate ship? It really because they feels needed to, they needed to fight Divatox on the sea. It it genuinely feels like that, uh, like the the Kevin Smith uh, robot uh, robot spider story, where it, like some producer was like, "Go ship, go ship, go ship," and they were like, "Fine, Jesus, we'll put the stupid go ship in the movie," like because I don't know, it just seems so out of place. Um, a 12-year-old pulls up in a car. And that producer's name was Gore Verbinski. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> a 12-year-old pulls up in a car. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. Now, here's something fun. Uh, when I was watching this, uh, they, they ask Justin what he's doing there, and he says, Rocky couldn't made it, couldn't make it, so he sent me. When he says it, he has an accent on he, and I thought he was talking about Zordon, but... I thought he was. No, he's saying that Rocky sent him, so I guess Rocky was like, well, you're near me, so you're the new Power Ranger. And you heard we're the Power Ranger, so I guess you're a Power Ranger now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I guess it was Rocky's call, which also... And Zorda was just like, sure, fuck it, whatever. Frankly, it being Rocky's decision makes it all make more sense. It It is fairly in character. It also makes it ever more clear that Zordon doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> like, speaking, speaking of Zordon not caring, so the Rangers receive this news and they, they'll clearly look bothered by the fact that this child is going to join their <laughs> army. And But at the same time, they just kind of exchange looks that are like, yeah, Zordon just does this shit. I guess we're going to roll with it. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the looks are not like, oh, this isn't safe. They're like, God fucking damn it, Zordon. We, they, they genuinely yeah. are like, are, are you fucking? Like, it, they're good looks. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? They look really? irritated and annoyed, which is not yeah. the right way to sell this character. Yeah. Tommy literally says, we'll talk about this later, which is the thing you say when something is clearly a problem, but there's nothing you can do about right, it. Right, it's yeah. like, well, this is bad, but I can't do anything about it right now, so, like... <laughs> My fucking boss is making me watch his kid. Uh, then... So, okay, I wanna... I rewatched a fair bit of Turbo fairly recently, and I wanna say that, like... I Why? don't actually mind because I was curious and I needed to know and now we're going to watch it. So anyway, I don't mind Justin in the show. He's fine. The biggest problem with Justin in this movie is that J- the main character of this movie is Justin, the blue Power Ranger, and he has to solve all the problems and get all the good lines. I don't know he's, about that. Not so he's, far, he's not. No, oh, no, no. You, It gets completely out of control okay. toward the end of the movie. He gets so many like one-liners that are bad already, and then they're like, now please do this, 12-year-old. Uh, it's, and it's... It's part of what makes this movie feel so weird structurally. Like, there are a lot of things that make this movie feel weird structurally. But a big part of it is he is very much the singular protagonist. Like, it – but he joins the team at, like, 40 minutes in. So, it's an ensemble movie for 
about the first, you know, two fifths of the runtime, and then all of a sudden, boom, we have a single protagonist. Now he says, "I'm sorry, I'm late. Alpha had to teach me how to drive." Which uh, show me that scene? God <laughs> yeah. damn it! Yeah, that one is that one of the <laughs> cutscenes because I need it. I need it now. Uh, like, uh, and then. And he says, good thing you don't need a license to drive a sword. <laughs> We're irresponsible. There was something and- about all of his lines in this scene that, like, they, like, tripped a switch in my brain. Where, like, this whole, this scene is nothing. But it's oh, burned it's- in my brain where I could, like, almost say the line he was about to say before he said it. That's great. I mean... So it it is it is just in rapid fire, like dropping like joke after joke after joke. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So Alpha taught me to drive. (laughs) Sure. It's a a good thing. You don't need a license to be a ranger. So on and so on and so on. And and, you know, and it's like, hey, I'm the Blue Ranger. Isn't that cool or what? And in the movie, I know that it's the writers trying to quickly endear us to Justin, like in a hurry. I like to imagine that in universe, it's Justin panicking and trying to endear himself to the Rangers as quickly as possible. Like, I bet he was thinking of these lines in his head during the drive down. Like, you, you ever, you know, you're ever alone and you just you sort of try and prepare yourself for a conversation that's coming up. He kind of imagines it a little bit. It's like, okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna drop a, the one-liner about, you know, it's a good thing I don't need a license. And I'm going to just say, I'm the Blue Ranger. Isn't that awesome? And then, you know, he's, he's planning it out. He's going to be cool and calm and collected. And then he gets there and he just starts nervously, like, rapid-fire machine-gunning these one-liners he <laughs> right, came right. up with an hour ago. He's like, hey, guys, like, like listen, listen. Hey, it's, <laughs> I, Alpha taught me how to drive. And it's great. It's a good thing you don't need a license to be a Ranger. Anyway, I'm the new Blue Ranger. Isn't that awesome, guys? Huh? Isn't it cool? Aren't it cool? I'm cool. I'm one of you now. I think this is yeah. supported by the fact that the next thing he says is, so why are we here? Because no one told him, I guess. Like, yeah. he's like, there. I guess Zordon was like, all right, get in this fucking, first of all, learn how to drive. Second of all, drive over here. Goodbye. No further questions will be answered at this time. <laughs> What's this kid's actual name? Oh, uh, let me look it up. Because wow, you don't okay. have that handy, huh? Well, I was gonna do a, an actor spotlight for him uh, in the first episode, um, but his actor's name Blake is... Foster. Yeah, thank you, Blake Foster. I was gonna say honestly, Justin's biggest problem is that Blake Foster is as bad of an actor as everyone on this show was when they first started being on it. Yeah, it, it, totally, and well, also he fit right into season one. I mean, we we sort of talked about this when he. Uh, when it happened as part of our news stuff, but uh, the idea that Blake Foster shit-talked one of the new Power Rangers and said he looked too nerdy to be a Power Ranger is goddamn hysterical. <laughs> it's especially funny now, looking at Justin's haircut in this movie. He's got a bowl cut. He's like, got a bowl cut. so goofy looking. I know it was the style, but like... It, it feels it feels weird to make fun oh, of a wow. child. wow, I just looked up what Blake Foster looks like now, and I just about keeled over. Oh, you mean the neck tattoos? <laughs> oh, this picture isn't showing those off. Just the fact that he looks like Guy Fieri's rude nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh. Uh, so, we get up on this, uh, this ship, this ghost ship, um... Okay, so my favorite transition in this movie is the is Tommy basically saying like, "Well, we got to get these cars onto that boat. Let's go." 
And then instead of like <laughs> trying to explain the logistics of doing that or like hinting at how the Rangers are going to make it happen, we just cut to the inside of the ship. It's like, well, good thing we got these cars onto this boat. Did you want a scene of them loading cargo onto a no, galley? I just, I just, I just love the fact that like there's no explanation for how it happened whatsoever, and we're later going to find out the cars can go in the water. But for now, it just feels nonsensical. Mm. It looks like they teleported. It, it's silly. Um, so we get a. So here's the thing. I, I want to point two things out real quick. First of all, for the next twenty minutes, imagine uh, like a bad ripoff of the soundtrack from the. Uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 pirate-themed levels is happening at, in the background at all times, because that's what it is, basically. Well, there's it's a like, part where the Ron Wasserman song is like, there's yes. hope for the world. There's that, well, that's but not other later. That, that's not till the boat really gets going. But other than for that, now, there's a lot now of, like... spooky times. It's Scooby-Doo right now. Yeah, it's like bad pirate spooky music. Um, they find a treasure chest that, when they open it, has five no, no, spots No, no, for, no, 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 no. Sorry. Justin sorry. finds a treasure chest. Yes, yes, true. Um, that, uh, when they open it, it has five spots for keys. Um, and again, who made this ship? I don't understand why this would be here. Well, so, Did- wh- what's the, what's the thing with keys? Is it Malgior? He's a, he's a key guy? Larigo, no. the wizard, Lar- has keys. L- Lar- he's no, he key. doesn't. He's, he's, he, metaphorically, he's the key to getting them through right. the triangle. But also, these also are just he keys because literal- Zoran's... Swordon's all cars now, I guess. But, but also, Larigo does have a literal golden key. See, like, like that they, they could have just had a toss-off line about how these are ancient magical keys that they've recovered, and we've built, you know, zords that are powered by them. Right, totally. <laughs> and then it would we, all fit together just fine. Didn't do that. Um, They stick their keys in to... And they don't re- They're like, I guess that's how you steer it. Not really. It just goes once you put all the the... Keys in yeah, there. so we get this sequence where, like, they put the keys in, and the ship just sort of magically comes to life. Like, the sails unfurl, and the bell starts ringing, and the steering wheel starts moving. Although the first thing that starts moving is is Adam like notices, "Hey guys, the compass is spinning." But like that that should just happen regardless. No, it's it's you don't a need magic to turn compass. a compass on. Well, I assume the compass was already on its heading, and it suddenly started turning as if it was steering the ship. I guess so. But yeah, all the sails open, the buildings, all this stuff, and then we get our sweet Rotten Wasserman joint. Uh, and uh, let's take a and quick I do break. love that, I'm sorry, I, I know oh. you're trying to go to break, but like, sorry. I do love that our kick-ass butt rock song is playing over a scene of a magical haunted ghost ship coming to life. Yeah, it's real silly. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Are you tired of actual play podcasts being four hours long? Do you want bite-sized RPG fun? Stranger's Fiction is an actual play RPG podcast on the Audio Entropy Network. I'm Cassidy, and I'm the producer, editor, and main host of the show. Usually, you'll hear me in the DM's role, but sometimes, fingers crossed... I'll get to hop into the player's seat too. The show features one-shots and campaign-length storytelling. We're going to be playing a variety of systems, from more obscure titles like Interstitial by Riley Hopkins, to more well-known system like D&D 5th Ed. 
every episode, I'll be joined by guests from around Audio Entropy, as well as from some other networks, like our friends over at The Orange Groves, and many more. So, why not jump in on our first episode? Morrigan, Morg, and Fabian join me for a game of interstitial, where they'll be searching Gotham City for extra-dimensional intruders in... Quick Off The Mark. Alright, so we're on a boat. We're uh, on a boat. Motherfucker, don't you ever forget oh, it. Oh, boy. We did not... <laughs> we actually didn't describe the boat. It does look like... It's just a pirate ship covered in spider webs. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a piratey ship. It's not, it's not like... When I say ghost ship, I often think of like a boat that's like literally like kind of in half and it shouldn't be floating it's like magically right propelled. this is just like a it's just a it's boat. Kind of a and stuff although when when we transition to the to daytime and we get these sweeping shots like aerial shots of the boat this whatever boat they rented for these shots like the the actual boat that they have for the film this is the cleanest fucking boat <laughs> it like it doesn't like it looks nothing like the the scenes where it's in close up at all we're like, on a sound just, stage yeah like like this this is just i'm looking at this and i'm like wow that's a really nice boat like the the white paint still seems fresh and everything like this is just a nice looking boat yeah yeah, it's a nice looking boat. Uh, I get. Which, really, I'm, you would I'm, think I'm, that like the ocean, right. like breeze and brine, would get all these cobwebs dealt with. <laughs> you don't see a lot of cobwebs covering a boat, and like little yeah. corners and stuff, maybe. But like, yeah, uh, I wonder. I like to imagine a conversation in which they uh, were like, "So, can we put some uh, cobweb bullshit over all over this boat?" And they were like, "Absolutely not, no." <laughs> uh, don't touch it. <laughs> so we cut back to Divatox's submarine, um, and she's drinking out of a skull, because, I mean, I, I will say, or I'm sorry, that's a mirror, my bad, I thought it was a cup. Uh, the set dressing of Divatox's ship is, like, she's got, like, pirate treasure just all over the place. Yeah. The... The weird thing about this is, like, I don't remember her doing anything piratey, really, other than live on boat. It's not like she's after treasure all the time. So, I don't know. It's I mean, strange. there's some lines dropped, like, it's like, wait, we're going to Earth? I'd rather go back to looting and pillaging. That's what I want to do, you know? Yeah, she's like True. every Power Rangers villain. She got sidetracked from her real goals in life by the fucking Power Rangers. You don't right, see, like, King Mondo issuing a lot of edicts on his throne, either. But, well, that's true. Fair point. Um, so, now we get something that they had kind of mentioned earlier. Zordon had said your your the, the ship will be undetectable to radar. Um, and that's fine, except for the fact that uh, Elgar detects five humans... But not what they're on. Yeah. And is like, well, how is that possible? And I'm like, I don't know, but also it doesn't matter. Like, that doesn't matter. You know they're there. Why right. the fuck does it matter you don't know what thing they're on? It's very like, much it reminds me of the thing I think it's a uh comic where like a bad guy plants bombs wrapped up in lead so that Superman can't like see through the lead to see the bombs. And then Superman just right. finds him, and he was like, yeah, I just looked around to find the stuff I couldn't see. 
Right, I just look for the big block that was not available for me to <laughs> see dummy. through it. Yeah. Uh, totally. So they're like, well, what could they be doing? I mean, it must be the Power Rangers, but how are they doing it? And it's just, they go back and forth for a little while. It super doesn't matter. No. Um, we cut over to, uh, uh, Justin looking wistfully off into the, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. First, well, yeah, you gotta, she let- you gotta set up what happens. Yeah, first she lets out these like egg things. The separate the these, these are biological depth charges. Yes, yeah. but the opposite of depth charges because they go up instead of down. Um, but depth yeah, charges. They're gro- gross and they look grody. Now, when we see them, they just like float up to the to the to the surface. Somehow they end up on the ship, and I don't really understand how. Because like, they're alive, and they climb up. Ugh, gross. Okay, I don't like it. Um, we cut uh, to Justin looking wistfully over the side of the ship, uh, and Kat is there, and she comes up to talk to him, uh, and walks right by one of these gross things and just doesn't see it. Um, and she's just like, hey, you know, come hang out with us. We're your, your Power Ranger buddies. And he's like, I'm I'm just all nervous and excited because my dad's never been proud of me. And uh, he would be if I knew I was a Power Ranger. Uh, And then Kat stops him to remind him, like, you can't tell people uh, your identity. But the way he phrases it... (laughs) No, we have to get get in deep with Justin's backstory because it's honestly... With this movie's full of confusing shit, this is the most confusing shit. Because Wait, I assumed so- that it was just confusing because I hadn't seen the first thirty minutes. Oh no, he lives no. in he lives in a shelter, but also has a dad. It's very yeah. confusing. And his dad just <laughs> dumped him at the shelter because. Okay, so he was running a karate school, which I guess is their, which is a throwaway line, but I guess that's their explanation for why Justin knows karate. Um, but he. When Justin's mom died, the dad closed down the garage school, dumped his son at a shelter, and then... Like, moved to Canada. And, yeah, just fucking bailed. And the thing is, the movie doesn't want us to think Justin's dad is a dirtbag. Right. So Justin's like, he just needs some time, and then he'll come back for me, and we'll be a family again. And Except it's like, when he says that, Cat kind of like looks at me like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh boy, listen, you are in for some disappointment, kid. Dude, like, like, listen, dude, Justin's dad, like, your wife died, and that sucks. This kid just lost his mom, and you're just gonna fucking bounce? Just like, dumps him off at an orphanage, I guess? Yeah, I'm well, not, here's the I'm, thing. He, he, they, they go to great pains to call it the shelter, because, like, they... They want people to bear in mind that no, Justin's not an orphan. Don't call him an orphan. He's but not an orphan. Like a homeless shelter. Yeah, it's it's that's not better. Yeah, it like this all just makes more sense. Like Justin's behavior, the fact that they really need to save this place. Just it, like it just makes more sense if he's an orphan. It just makes more sense if both his parents are dead. Or if his dad really is just a dirtbag and truly has gone forever. Like, it just... And, like, honestly, it gives Justin more pathos, or or, you know? But, like, for now, it's just like, oh, I miss my dad. He'll be back soon, though, I'm sure. Well, I feel like if this was, again, like season one of Power Rangers, you would have, like, 
this would just be a, not a very special episode, but a moderately special episode where it's like, I might not have parents, but that's okay. I'm just like everybody else, you know? Right. Yeah, and the Power Rangers are my new family. Right, you know? like when they did the episode with, like, the deaf kid. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that, like, I'm not saying this doesn't happen to people, that, like, parents don't do that, but, like, that's so wildly depressing to, yeah. of a thing to put into a children's movie and not even really talk about it. Like, just have it be like, yeah... Yeah, my dad had to, had me till I was twelve, and then decided he didn't want me it's anymore. It's like the, the like, of like leaving a baby on a doorstep, except the baby is old enough to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it's old enough to know what you've done, and like, it's not that you can't have this kind of thing in a kid's movie, but you you have to dwell on it and work through it. it you can't, can't have be it a in one off line yeah. that you just drop in the middle of fucking turbo a Power Rangers movie now, when you're on a ghost ship. Now speaking of lines that you just drop, uh he also says that his dad closed down his karate studio before he moved away, which is why Justin knows karate, and that's important that you know that the small child knows karate already before he was allowed to be a Power Ranger. Um, second... They didn't set him up knowing karate at all in the beginning? No. He wasn't, like, in the junior division of the tournament where Rocky gets hurt? No, he even goes to the tournament, and he he doesn't say, like, boy, can't wait till I learn those moves or anything. It's just like... like I just assumed that's how it went, where, like, they met him because he was doing the the junior division. So, Luke, in the first third of this movie, Justin appears exactly twice. The first is on a bus... (laughs) To establish that he's sad. And then the second one is when he sees Rocky and the Rangers and accidentally learns that they're Power Rangers. And that's it. I'm he so gets, confused. He gets no other establishing, like, anything before he- this bit here. <laughs> uh, just, just to, he's sad. We are shown that Aisha and, uh, sorry, not Aisha, Tanya, geez, been a while. Uh, Tanya and Kat like, work at that shelter. They, like, volunteer there, so they do know him. But, yeah, sure. it's not... It's, there's not much there. Now, also, back to what I was originally going to say before we had that conversation, which was very necessary. Um, he, the way he describes the requirement of a Power Ranger to keep his secret is, quote, it's for me to know and them to find out. No, no, that's not right. <laughs> it's for you to know and to take to your fucking grave, kid. <laughs> yeah, like... He says Ranger's Code of Honor. Like, that. no, that makes it sound like if they find out, that's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. I mean, you just can't out, tell right? them. Yeah. I mean, right. we've got a couple of former Rangers running around in this movie, and they still make some effort not to, like, let anyone find out who they are. It's just weird. It's just... It, like, I'm not saying that the rules that they set down in the early episodes needed to be, like, concrete forever or whatever, yeah. but, like... It is weird where it's like, now it just feels vestigial, where it's oh like, you can't let people know just who hit we me. are this is This is why Zordon was so insistent on giving them new powers as soon as he had an excuse. The old powers were given to them by Ninjor, and they didn't have Zordon's bullshit rules. Oh, and Now they're back under Zordon's non-existent thumb. Wait, did Ninjor, was he related to the Zeo Crystals? Oh, no, you're right. Uh, fuck. My bad. Yeah. No, the Zeo crystals were different, yeah. They were just kind of underground, weren't they? 
Oh, yeah, no, they, they go on a bunch of stupid quests. I forgot. Yeah, quests. How could I forget the racism? Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, he says God, this. These the, the seasons are already blurring together and we're only at number right, five. No, the Zero Crystal's just underground in the movie. The shitty movie. The, Unlike the good, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> this so, good movie. I will say this. I think this is the best of the three movies. Oh, oh no. The no. Ivan movie's better. I don't agree with that. Uh... So he anyway like, he's the Ivan News movie that scene at the construction site at the beginning where they fight the the yeah that's fun. Is like that does so much that's um, all I remember about that movie because it rules. So he says, "Well, my dad will come back to his senses eventually, and it'll be fine, and then we'll be family again, and it'll be great." And I'm going to instantly forgive him, and it's going to be totally healthy for me to do that. Yeah, my dad will love me again if I be a good enough Power Ranger, right, Cat? And Cat just like yep. shielding her eyes from him, and she's like, now, "Oh boy." I here's okay. Cat then says, "Like I want you to remember that we're your family too now." And then she hugs him and gives him a kiss on the cheek. And I want to say, like, that's not inappropriate in terms of like a caregiver to a young child. The problem is. It really drives home. This is a twelve-year-old like war. Like this is a child soldier. Well, because you, you gotta. Because you're like, come on, it's it's your bedtime. Here's a kiss on the cheek. I love you so much. Now fight these men. Like it's just weird. I don't like it. This whole thing yeah. is reminding me a lot of an idea a friend had years ago. Where like superheroes were more like jury duty. Where it's like, hey, you need. We need a crime stopped. We're giving you superpowers. Go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Which, yeah, like, kind like, of. That's the vibe I'm getting off of Justin. Like, hey, we, we need somebody to just sit in this fucking car. You go do it. Go. Yeah, totally. Um. So we see this egg hatch, and it's like a turtle man, sort of. It's like a turtle. It's it, okay. This is fucking disgusting. These things. <laughs> They're, They're very goopy. They sort of look like Taka from the second Ninja Turtles movie, the turtle one. But also, they kind of got like Stegosaurus spikes on the top of their heads. I don't are these like them. Like the they're... new Putty Patrollers, or are they movie original? No, they're just for the movie, and they're okay. real gross looking. This is this is too complicated to be the new the new Mooks. Like, there's sure. too much going on. Um, so Justin sees these things, and he, his first reaction is. Eh. Help! <laughs> Where like his voice is catching in his throat while he's trying to right. call for help. Yeah, um, and somehow Adam hears him anyway, even though he's just like, "Help, guys!" Yeah. And he goes upstairs, and then Justin—it's fine because Justin, the twelve-year-old, does a vicious spin kick so hard that it knocks all three of these giant monster men down at the yeah, same time. Like, Justin cannot generate the force that was in that kick. No, and, and then we—we we need to. We need to be clear here. Justin is not morphed or anything no, he's like tw- that. Just a twelve-year-old. He, yeah. he took a karate class with his dad, and that's really all he's got going for him. And he can do this. And I'm hey, starting I, to think. I'm starting to think that maybe none of the monsters in Power Rangers are actually a threat at all. Well, and again, if you were going to do this, why not have it be that he's like a judo kid, and he's like. Yeah, I know I'm little, but I can do I can flip guys because they're they're yeah. big and I can use the you know that kind of thing. So it'd be at least a little believable. So this fight is pretty fun. I kind of enjoy it. Uh, I will say I'd though, say it's the highlight of of this chunk of the movie. Honestly, 
Yeah. It's it's fun. I will say again, there is no reason why they don't morph. They just don't. I mean, they don't need to, I guess. But yeah, I mean, like, it's the it's putty equivalent. Weird. They don't need to morph for this fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I there's a couple of things I wanted to point out. One is that Tanya does a cool move where she goes to to kick one, but first she catches her foot with her hand and then kicks. Which I guess makes the kick stronger. It's like she pulls her foot back and then lets it go like a rubber band. Yeah, which I don't think that's how that works, but it's Power Rangers, so it's fine. Um, the yeah, yeah, and it's 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 a fun fight. It's you not get to too see bad. Johnny Young Bosch do some cool shit. Uh, Justin swings on a rope to kick a guy because they have to come up with cool set piece things that a child can do. Also, it's pirate ship, and that's just the rules. You got to do yep. that at least fact, once. Honestly, I feel like there's not enough stuff in this fight that takes advantage of the setting. Like Tanya does the thing with a barrel, but that's about it. Um, yeah. Although there's also a bit where Adam like fucking rapid fire fucking JoJo Bizarre Adventures ass just <laughs> rapid fire punches one of these things in the head, and then when well, it falls down, he looks at his hands and they're covered in goo, and he's just like, oh, ew, ew, ew. He also, when he does that, he's for some reason yelling, yeah, 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 while he's punching it, which is interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah. I mean, wouldn't so, you? <laughs> I guess so. And then it, it, now I'm having a good time. And then uh, fucking this is so funny. Johnny Young Bosch squares up against this. Uh, the last one. You mean Tommy? And Tommy. No. Look at that shot. Johnny Young Bosch gets ready to fight that, and then Tommy just like fucking leaps in front of him because it's his <laughs> turn. God damn it! Uh, and he doesn't do anything. He like it. It's one of those things that would maybe work in a cartoon, but it genuinely took me like two watches to figure out what was even supposed to be happening, which is that he does like a flurry of quick moves. Like, he doesn't even hit him. He's just like, ha ha. Yeah, he yeah, just shows off yeah. how good he is at doing karate right, moves. He's intimidating him. Yeah, he's yeah. intimidating the monster. And, like, honestly, I think this is a really great gag. Like, Tommy jumps out, does a bunch of, like, air punches and air kicks, and then he stops for a moment, and then he just goes, boo, and the monster runs away. It's fucking great. Which, it's a boat, so he runs to the side of the boat, and then just Tommy, Tommy just pushes him into the water, which is pretty funny. I do like that part. Then Tanya it's, it's says, really, uh, so one thing to bear in mind, and we'll get to the funny line because the, the next line is, I think, the funniest thing in the movie. But like, real quick, I just want to point out, these monsters don't die. They're still no, just they, out there. Yeah, yeah. They, they're, they, they can swim. Like, it's not like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how they got to the boat, presumably, yeah. but they're not worried about it for some Usually reason. Usually the Rangers make sure to kill whatever they're fighting, but not this time. They're just, I don't know. They're just out terrorizing the seas now. Yeah. Um, so then Tanya says, this sure ain't the love boat. And A. Uh-huh. No, bad, bad joke. B. <laughs> like, it literally, it has nothing to do with anything. What are you talking about? No, of course it isn't. Listen, it's Tanya's a ghost been ship. catching up on pop culture in the time that she missed. And, uh. Well, and yeah, she I was going to say, because Justin off. goes, oh, what's the love boat? And my initial reaction was. You can't do that joke. I know they look, there's like a two foot height difference, but they're not that different in age. Tanya also shouldn't know what the love boat is. Wait a second. Yes, she should, because she's from old times. (laughs) (laughs) 
Honestly, though, just just immediately replying with "What's the love boat?" Like, I legitimately lost it. That got a like really that got a genuine yeah that got a genuine unironic okay. laugh I mean, out of me. It's a it's a decent joke. I mean, they did that kind of recently in in Civil War, which everybody liked this the Star Wars uh, joke. With, yeah, with where Peter Parker's like that's an old movie or whatever. Right. Um, anyway, it's it's fine. It's just like it. The thing that got me was like. What it, I don't know what it's in response to. Just like this, this boat because they're is having bad. a bad time on the boat. I guess. Yeah, yeah. like that's. <laughs> I it. don't know. It's not it that just, deep. Yeah, that's yeah, the whole joke okay. is that this boat is not the love boat. That's. I mean, okay. I guess so. Next time I get in a car, I'm just gonna be like, "This sure isn't Herbie." And then, but I'll just <laughs> no, say you'd that you'd have to have the opposite <laughs> of the experience you'd expect to have with Herbie. Yeah, oh, okay. some, something bad has to happen first. Like if you get maybe... fully emptied, then you can say this sure ain't no Herbie. <laughs> As opposed to fully loaded? I exactly. Think. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I, I know I'm always like this sure ain't no Herbie every time I order a baked potato and it comes out and it's just dry and plain. <laughs> yeah. I do say that all constantly. We cut to um, uh, Jason and, and Kimberly. And I... So, Jason rips a pipe out of the wall, which I know Jason's jacked as fuck, but <laughs> like that's insane. I just I hear I'm just gonna I mean, rip this pipe off. Kimberly is also doing that. This is probably a rusty old ship. I guess, but then he just like he just like hits the wall. He just he's hits like testing it. the strength of this pipe he's got. I guess. Yeah. And then well, they drop a line where, like, up until this moment, Kimberly and Jason were trying to, like, their plan was to makeshift some weapons to defend themselves whenever they finally got to where they're going. Which, uh, right. I'm just going to say, better plan than the one they go with. Yeah. Also, the what Kimberly's holding is, like, I don't know. Jason just basically got a pipe. Kimberly is, like, for some reason, attaching... A little pipe to a bigger... Yeah, she's like trying a, to screw a bunch of little parts together to make, like, a bat. I guess. It, it's hard for me to... Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Sure. Yeah, she's working um, with what she has. But then Jason has the idea that, like, listen, why don't we try and pry off this panel and open up a hole in the sub? And then Kimberly, you know, pretty understandably is like, well, won't, won't all the ru- water rush in? And he's like, listen, we've been scuba diving, so I got a thing on my wrist that tells me how deep we are. When we get close to where we're going, the sub, the sub's going to have to start surfacing. And if we wait until the right time to pry open a hole in the side of the boat, we'll just hold our breaths and make for the surface. It's I know very little about how this kind of thing works. And in fairness, there are so many bigger problems with this movie. But wouldn't the pressurization of the submarine mess with the depth computer? I genuinely don't know. I also love that he says this is it's his diving computer, and it's this thing on his wrist wrist that's like so massive. Yeah. It's so huge, and it's very funny to me. Uh, just some good old old technology. Um, and like it's it's almost like something out of a cartoon. How big this thing is compared to his wrist, and like the the exaggerated shot where he pushes the button and these giant numbers pop up so the audience can read them. It's very funny. I can imagine that being a real piece of equipment. You'd no, I bet big, it is. You'd want I a big don't... screen like that if you're diving. You know, you'd want to be able to yeah. see it clearly. So she's like, "Do you think think we can make it in one breath?" And he's like, "Well, we're gonna have to." Um, and then now, that's I mean, said, in fairness to Jason, 
their uh, options are get fed to a monster. Not great plan. Try and fight for survival on a on a fucking submarine filled with monsters, or just make a break for the surface. So sure, it's a yeah. it's a reasonable like given the circumstances plan. I think yeah. you go for fighting the monsters. You're a Power Ranger. You can do it. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I'd probably go for it too. But also, what I definitely wouldn't do is go ahead and break that panel now. <laughs> Even though we're not ready for that plan to happen. <laughs> he talks about how they have to time it carefully because they have to make it up to the surface in a single breath. And then he just gets to work ripping it off. And then he just does in it. In fairness, it's... like, they probably expected it to take them a lot longer to pry this thing open. Yeah, because he basically like, hits one nut and then it's just, like, water gushing in immediately. Yeah, like... that's what she said. <sighs> so... Then we cut to Divatox, and she's like, ha-ha, we're nearing the Nemesis Triangle, finally. And uh, basically, we cut back to Jason. Jason's like, I can't I can't hold it for very long. God damn it, I'm so mad at you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were teeing up another one there. Is that what you were going to say? Because <laughs> so, I, I, was, I was getting ready. I was in position. Uh-huh. That's what she said also. And so, anyway, it, we cut up to the Power Rangers, and they're like, there it is, it's the Nemesis Triangle, and it's just this, like, bad It's such a bad filter. effect. Yeah. It's just and the front of the boat against a green screen. And it's so blurry. And, like, yeah, it's... It's, like, computery fucking... Wiggly Probably clouds. Dick. Yeah, yeah. My just grandfather took me to see this movie in theaters, and I feel so bad that I made him. <laughs> but you said it was turborific. I whatever. said it was turborific, and I yeah. believed that at the time. <laughs> and you still believe it now? I know. I guess it still is for certain values of turborific. Yeah, solve for X value turborific. <laughs> turborific. Um, yeah, let's let's be honest. Turborific doesn't necessarily mean good. Well, it doesn't mean anything. It's it's nonsense. It's nothing. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Divatox is like, haha, we're closing in on the dimensional gateway. Um, and, uh, God, he literally says, I don't know how much longer I can hold it, huh? Boy. <laughs> yeah. That's what yep. Jason says. That is what Jason um, says. I do love, uh, we get these shots of pandemonium going on inside, like, the main, uh, uh, room of the of the submarine and i i like we haven't really talked a lot about the the set design inside the submarine and i like that just to bit. the hammer home that yeah. she's like a space pirate there's just a bunch of like treasure in the yeah. room gold yeah. go- uh, goblets and 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 necklaces and stuff and chests just everywhere yeah i uh i just need to say i'm sure you brought it up before diva talks rules i love diva talk <laughs> oh she's her. great I need to get Le- we need to get Lexi on a turbo episodes because she hates Diva Talks and I don't know why. What the hell? She's she great. Rules. I I mean I'm sure there's a good reason. I just am not aware of it. She but just I like sits her. around She's- like half dressed in just an ocean of gold, looking at herself in the mirror and snarking off to everybody. She's great. It's <sighs> she's like she's very similar to Rita. The a main little. difference is in a, I- in a lot of these scenes, she's delivering exposition while doing her makeup. 
Right. So Rita had vanity, but I feel like they really amp that up for Divatox, and it's fun. Yeah. Like, Divatox fucking loves how hot she is. She's like, Divatox this is the wishes best. she was going to a volcano island to summon and marry herself. Yes, And we totally. should all aspire to that level of self-esteem. She's extremely narcissistic, and it's very fun. Um, so now we get this shot where the actors, uh, the, the Power Rangers actors, clearly did not know what they were going to be looking at. Yeah. And the director was just like, just look over there and look well, upset. First I'm like, just duck so we can do this awesome lightning effect. Right. And then there's this, again, I, I don't want to hammer on it too much, but like, the way you... Pre- you would act when you are protecting a child is that Tommy like grabs Jace, just Justin, sorry, by the shoulders and like, kind of like puts his arms around him a little bit and is like, Oh, it's you. I got you. And it, it's, but then nothing happens really. <laughs> Cause I don't know. Also, what, supposed Tom, to happen. Like, what they're going for is Tommy, like pulling Justin to the ground to get under the lightning. But like, what it really looks like is Tommy's hiding behind him. Yeah, yes, he's like, listen, you're expendable. You're the newest yeah. one. <laughs> you're you're uh, the meat shield. So then Divatox hands uh, Larigo his wand and is like, okay, open the gateway. And he's like, no. And then he throws it on the ground. There's uh, there's a lot about Divatox that, you know, is, again, very silly, very campy, as it should be. That's the right kind of, you know, direction to take this character. This is probably, like, the darkest thing she does in this film. And she's like, he refuses. And she's like, oh. You don't care if you die? Well, do you care if they die? And tells uh, Elgar to grab the baby. Yeah, like, Elgar takes the small child from... Now, again, this is terrible, except that I want the baby to die, because I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> um, and so she holds it and is like, I'll fucking kill this baby. And he's like, oh, Larigo takes the wand back. And uh, does the the spell, I guess. Um, and then the rangers got to do their spell by holding the keys up. Uh, so they can right. also get through this barrier or whatever it is. Yeah, and the dimensional teleporter. We also get another shot during this sequence of uh, the Pronotrons. And now they don't even have masks. It's just like people's. It's just people. Which, well, they don't again, have masks at all in this movie. I thought they had masks they're, they're, earlier. I thought they were cat people uh, <laughs> initially because, like, that's how they look. But, like, this, yeah, just in this movie, they just don't have that's masks. so weird. They're just they're, humans. They're fish robots in the show, and I don't know why they did that. But anyway, um, they get through, the or sorry, uh, Divatox gets through first. Um, and then uh, Jason, we come back to Jason and Kim. They are, they're like, okay, it's time. Jason dives down to get that pipe he had to All pry of these it open. scenes of them underwater stress me out so much. I, it's a very stressful situation. Like, well, it's a stressful that's... situation, and I just keep thinking about, like, they're, like, blowing air bubbles. Like, they're really underwater, and they had to, like, do this, and it makes me upset. Well, also, I love the, like, hey... Do you guys want to come back for the Power Rangers mo- this movie? It'll be like kind of a you know reunion type thing. You won't really see the rest of the cast, and mostly you will have to do underwater diving to to like film this. But we'll actually pay you this time. This seems like it would be among the more like awful things to have to do as an actor. Yeah, there is also a bit where where Bulk like makes it a joke. I know it's not a joke because he's you know brain dead or whatever. But he's like, 
We go swimming, and then Jason, like, snaps on him hard enough that I was like, that's not acting. That's, he's, he's pissed. <laughs> I, okay, I know you said something about they got abducted. What's their bit? What are they freaking doing? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. They got their so brains they got, scrambled. They quote unquote they got their Swedish or something? Yeah, So they kinda. got their brains scrambled, and like, yeah, so Bulk is talking in a German accent. Skull's talking in a Spanish one. He says his name is Antonio Bandana because what? nah, yeah, no, it's a bad joke. And also, their hair is just dyed white for the rest of the movie. Yeah, okay. nah. So you're saying it doesn't make any more sense if I'd seen the setup? No, it would. It really wouldn't. Wow. Okay. I mean, slightly more, but it would still be confusing and stupid. Okay. Um. So, so also, yeah. so speaking of being unnecessarily cruel to people, uh, Kimberly and Jason aren't going to like realize or consider until the very last moment I literally thought they, yeah. yeah if they do this Bulk and Skull are also going to drown I literally thought that the, sh- the movie was just not going to address it like because it happens so late that they say anything that I was just like they're just going to leave them there to die and then the movie's not they're just going to show up somewhere later and the movie's going to pretend like it's fine <laughs> um but yeah, so so he Jason turns around and is like, "Shut the!" F-, he literally is like, "Shut the fuck up!" I'm trying to do this, and um, we then cut back to uh, Divatox, uh, who has a warning light show up on her ship that says "Tilt," which is kind of funny, but also doesn't really make any sense, uh, and that means that they're sinking. So I guess yeah, now they're taking out water because uh- yeah. Jason Kimberly are doing some nonsense down there. Yeah, because they're in the bilge. Uh, then, for some reason, Divatox has like a total mental breakdown about the concept of water. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> like she's a pirate. I don't, I don't know if she's supposed to be just freaking out that much about the fact that the sub is sinking, or if she specifically hates water. I think it must just be that. You know, they're all going to drown and die, and that's no good. Sure, but what she's doing is screaming the word water while yeah. crying, which makes it seem like she's just terrified which, of water. Which in is, which case, maybe she shouldn't live in a submarine. Or yeah, bad bad career choice, if like, that was the issue. You can just get a blimp, it's fine. You can still be a, you can be a sky pirate. Don Carlos yeah, does it, you can do cool. it. Um, so, anyway... They uh Man, has the, Divatox shown up in like the newer comics at all? No, but Ugh. they just did Zed, so I okay. mean Okay. Maybe so they even into like the Machine Empire or anything. No, not yet. Okay. Uh well, I'm a little behind, maybe. Okay, that's but, fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm just imagining like I want like a one off of like Divatox doing like space piracy on the machine yeah. empire. Uh, yeah, totally. That, I would love her to to just be around pirate I mean, and shit. That makes sense. If if King Mondo is the like the the big authority in the galaxy, it makes sense that he's the one she's robbing. Right. Yeah. Sure. Like I want her to have a treasure that. chest full of like cog face plates. Perfect. Um, so they go to, their Power Rangers all go to put their keys together to open the portal thingy. Uh, Justin drops his, but don't worry, this movie doesn't know what tension is, so he just gets it back. What is this scene? I don't know, it's, it's, cause this is exactly the kind of, like, I have to assume that in the earliest stages, this was just a script for a three-parter. That's the thing. Because it makes sense to do this at a commercial I could see him drop it and then fade to black, and then he come back and he picks it up. 
Because they do this shit at commercial breaks in the show where it's like a, a nothing cliffhanger. But in this movie, it's like, what? What just happened? Like, why did you do that for 30 seconds? What was that 30 seconds? <laughs> Especially, like, I looked at that and said, okay, clearly they needed, like, an extra 30 seconds on the running time of this movie. But you're telling me they had a three-hour cut of it at one point, so that's not it. Yeah, uh, it's And even if that's weird. not true, there's no way they specifically needed this. Right. Yeah. So they finally put all their keys together, and I, I love that they clearly told the actors, put all your keys together and then shake your arms around, because yeah. I guess there's supposed to be some kind of force feedback that's happening, uh, but they just jiggle their arms while some sparks happen, and it's funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> God, um, just the, the portal of them, the effect of this fucking mist ass like dimensional rift slipping past the rangers and then like sort of going as they go through it is so yes uh, oh my so- gosh i understand the turbo rangers okay <laughs> you're gonna be to mad at me if i explain i know my i want thoughts. it i want no, it yeah, give you, it to you me you have to give it to us now <laughs> okay well i think that the nemesis triangle is maybe a bit of a misnomer i think We've talked about how the morphing grid has slowly expanded and consumed things. We've got the in- infinite park. We've seen an infinite desert in this movie now. Uh, I think the morphing grid has consumed basically the entire planet, except Laramie and his little dumb stick have pr- protected this island from the morphing grid. They're oh. out of the morphing grid now, and their normal ranger powers don't work on this island. I see. So, so now they they're... need. A new power. That's why it's on based on such a mundane object. Like it needs. Like they can't use the normal like Ranger Force Morphin Grid. They gotta use you know Diesel. <laughs> they gotta use Diesel. Yes, perfect. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. I like this, this explanation. So they're in like the. They're gonna be on like the two square miles of of not morphing grid that remains on Earth, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So it's a good thing they those got cars. Those flux capacitors and the Zords, those are little mini morphing grid generators that, like, they okay. can't morph into the Turbo Rangers unless Perfect. they're pretty close to those cars. I Honestly, I'll take any explanation. <laughs> That's why they want uh, these backpacks in a few minutes. Oh, God. Uh, so they... The fucking power boxes. I'm... <laughs> God. It's the power of their morphin powers. So, um, man, Luke, you, I forgot that you weren't here. The power boxes are just cool backpacks. Like, it's so silly. There's, there's a whole they had a water canteen. Wait, and a wait, life wait, preserver wait, wait, wait. Hold before. on a second. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Uh huh. Are you trying to tell me they set up the power oh, boxes? Oh, buddy. They give them, like, a whole two-minute intro sequence where they talk about the power boxes. They don't do anything to set up the ghost ship that takes you to another dimension, but they set up the backpacks. And also, we tried to find the toy of the power boxes because we were like, well, surely that's why they did this. Right. There is is not one. There is no power box toy. They they had to have planned for there to be one, and then they realized, like... Oh, people aren't actually going to like this movie very much. Fuck it. Well, I think it's more that, that they realized they couldn't sell a box. Backpack. Kids are yeah. going to hate each other with those. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, Jason and Kimberly get the thing open. They go up to get some air and then realize, like, oh, shit, we've 
essentially killed Balkan Skull. Uh, so then they open Balkan Skull's cage in order to let them out and get them some air. Um, they are on their way out of the ship when Divatox uh, activates a second, uh, like, an emergency shutter, basically, to seal off the hole in the ship, which is a real thing that they, they got those things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and unfortunately, get- Jason gets stuck inside. Well, so so what happens is they get Bulk and Skull out, and then when Kimber's leaving, her shirt gets caught on a bolt or something. They kind of, like, bolted her shirt to the wall. Like, it couldn't have gotten snagged the way it does. No, it's silly. But so she and Jason have to go back up for air, and then they make a second attempt, and Kimberly gets through, but the door shuts on Jason, and he's just stuck there. Uh, Yeah, so he's stuck. Um, We Divatox... Uh, purges the, the bilge. Uh, so she, she writes the, fixes the ship basically, uh, flush everything out. Um, and then they, they go get Jason and take him up topside because he fucked up. Um, the shot of them looking down to see that Jason is the only one left and the way he just looks up at them like, yep, everybody else got away. Fuck you is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, then we get a scene where Justin is up in the crow's nest and he sees, uh, the island and he says a bunch of piratey things and then he goes, Because oh, he's always wanted, wanted to do that. I always wanted to say that. Shoot me timbers. <laughs> That's how he sounds. That's how he sounds. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Like, it, he's, the, he's the main character now and I hate it. Again, I don't think he is materially worse than any of the actors it, were. In I early think it's one. just. I think it's just that it 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 feels so obviously like this. Like someone told us that twelve year olds watch this, so we should have a twelve year old. Like that's right. It, it just feels very forced. In and fairness, that, I feel like yeah. when I was like ten or whatever, this worked on me. Yeah, probably. I'm sure it did it's work just, on some kids. It's the, just, yeah. The, the thing is, in all the time that we've been leading up to Turbo, we've been talking about the fan reaction to it and how the, the fans talk about, oh, they hated Justin. And 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 I'm just, you know, and I've been thinking like, oh, it, it can't be that bad. It's just adults finding a kid in a kid's show annoying. Like, it's nerds blowing something entirely out of proportion. They consider Turbo a downturn in the show, and they need a scapegoat, and Justin was perfectly positioned to be that. You know, it's just it's just nerds being needlessly upset about something that doesn't actually matter and isn't that bad. And then I watch this movie, and I'm just like, oh, I get it. Uh, I get a, it now. He's a bit of a cousin, Oliver, but, like, again, this show is never well-written or well-acted. I don't think <laughs> he's Cousin really Oliver that- doesn't feel strong enough. I feel like he's a poochie. I think we're full poochie now. No. <laughs> we. I mean... B, A, no, B, actually, we were full Poochie from, like, episode one. This is an entire cast of Poochies. Uh, yeah, Tommy is Poochie. I mean, for sure, right? Like, basically. Zach was Poochie. Jason is Poochie. I thought you meant me. Wait, I got no, really that's, upset. That's, no, that's completely throwing out what that is supposed to mean. They, they're well, all, like, forced cool characters that, like, that is just, That is true, yes. Yeah. Um... All right. So anyway, we we see uh we see land and uh, Adam is like, okay, there. Uh, Zordon said that Malagor was inside the Serpent Temple, so that's where we have to go. Uh, and they, you know, get ready to head to the Serpent Temple. How they know and where that is is beyond me. Do um, they? Do they? Do we see the volcano with an angry face yet? 
Uh, I don't think so. Not yet. Okay. Instead, we cut over to the uh, the submarine, and Jason has been brought up, and he's in a cloak for some reason, which I don't understand. I saw the record to show that Chelsea just showed me a picture of Poochie, but the one from Yoshi's Island. That's not, <laughs> not the, the right good. Poochie. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's good. <laughs> Poochie. No, you know what? She's on the money. That's Justin. I mean, that's Justin is Yoshi's Island Poochie. Uh, what if the Poochie from Yoshi's Island had sunglasses? How would that be? Would that mm-hmm. be good? Uh, hmm. I think it would be good. <laughs> you know, I, I'm thinking that the reason Jason is in a cloak is because uh, Austin St. John was cold from the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, so they're like, oh, those, those Power Rangers are on the island We've got to get rid of them. Uh, and and Jason's like, uh, I knew they wouldn't let me down. And, okay, I love this scene. I do. It's one of my favorite things in the movie. It also feels so out of nowhere, I guess. Like, so Divatox has, uh, like, you know, attempted to kill the Power Rangers a total of once. Yeah. And she's like, well, I just don't know what to do about these fucking Power Rangers. Uh, and she picks up her landline phone in her submarine, which I uh-huh. love that she has that. Uh, and she calls somebody and we see an old timey, uh, like, uh, uh, rotary phone ring and uh, fucking Rita picks it up. It's so good. <laughs> And Rita, clearly uh, in bed, Rita. In bed, in her full costume, Rita Repulsa. Well, yeah. she, you know, she doesn't take that shit off. Oh, man. What if it was Rita with, like, the same, like, hat hair thing, but in her jammies? In pajamas? Yeah, that'd be yeah, yeah. great. Um, so she picks up, and Diva talks, is like, uh, hi, Dee Dee, which she she calls her Dee Dee for some reason. She goes, hi, it's Dee. Uh, oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah. Apologies. Uh, and she sorry, says, "Sorry to wake you up. I forgot about the uh, the time difference." That is the best joke in the whole. <laughs> that is the best joke in the movie because it's she's on the moon and she forgot that she was on the moon and she would be asleep. It's what very time silly. Zone is the moon in? I don't know. It's moon time. I don't know. <laughs> it's like that's such that's such a weird joke to put in this. I don't know. I really yeah, liked th- it. I mean, this it is the best laugh. scene of the movie. I mean, oh, yeah. like, it's great because it's 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 because it's subtle. Like most kids would probably miss that gag because she <laughs> she fires it off and then just she doesn't like give it time to land. She just well, moves also, on to the next thing. Also, we had like four seasons of people on the moon attacking attacking people on in Angel Grove during the day, and it's literally <laughs> never been addressed. Yeah. But that would be a this problem. Is, you know what? There have been this has happened a lot throughout this show. I think this might be the best time that we've cut to the moon. Yes, I think yeah. so. And and so she asked Rita, she's like, hey, I know you have experience and I need your advice on how to get rid of the Power Rangers. And Rita <laughs> starts laughing and she's like, uh, if you, if I knew that, why the fuck would I be here listening to this? And then she puts her, the phone up to Zed's head while he's got like a sleep mask on and he's snoring. And yeah. it's so fucking funny. She's basically yeah. like, I couldn't figure out how to kill the Power Rangers, which means I'm stuck with my shitty, my shitty no skin husband <laughs> on the moon. Oh, and, and 
and then she just says, like, my advice to you is to just fucking leave. Like, don't yeah. even try. Yeah, she she just yells, run! And then yeah. hangs up and then cackles it's, evilly. It's so funny. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. Like It's so very good. But also, so uh, I was actually thinking, I was thinking about this today between this scene uh, having nothing to do with how Rita and Zed ended Zio. And uh, with how Bulk and Skull start in this movie having nothing to do with how they ended Zio. Um, so the main reason the, the fandom and Saban themselves have pointed to the previous movie not being canon is because it's incompatible with the season that immediately follows it. Uh-huh. Right. But this movie is considered canon, and it's incompatible with the season that immediately precedes it. Yeah, it, it's... I, again, I know... I don't... I know we nitpick as like to, as part of the fun of this show. I don't need the show to explain to me like why there's new powers necessarily as long as it's good. I don't need it to say what happened to old ones. But like there's it's just so many things at once. Like I they just drop they drop the Zed and Rita stuff. They drop the Balkan Skull stuff. They drop the powers. Like it's just like it's just so many things just forgotten. I that mean, do you need me to explain it? Well, I mean, there's also the fact that Elgar is going to die in this, and then he's just back. And then next he's just time. fine in the next, yeah. In yeah. The next, the next I episode. can explain it if you want me to. Okay, All right, I would go for like it. you to explain it to me, please. So who are the bad guys in Zio? The Machine Empire. The Power Rangers. <laughs> well, Machine Empire was the answer I was looking for, but thank you, Mike. What were the, what were the, like, You're welcome. What was like the, the foot soldier of the Machine Empire? Cogs. Cogs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of cogs were kind of an ongoing motif with them, right? They're all they're all covered in like gears and and you know, they're uh-huh, like uh-huh. space stations look like giant gears, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh what's like a type of machine that's really famous for having lots of cogs in it? A, a car? Sure, uh, but think simply. There you go. Thank you, Mike. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh-huh. Glad. Uh, have either of you played Destiny? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, see, the Vex in Destiny are an enemy faction that are, like, a race of, like, super intelligent robots that are transforming the universe into one giant computer. Uh, and in doing that, they are gaining control over the flow of time. And I'm positing that the Machine Empire do did something similar, and that when Zed, you know, murdered King Mondo, it led to a bunch of fluctuations in the time. Oh, stream. he broke he broke time because the, the Machine Empire's galactic clock collapsed, and now you know we're dealing with the fallout of that. And it's all going to straighten itself out soon, but right now everything's a little wonky as the time threads re you know knit together. I see, and then soon yeah, it's going to be because as, as we know from when Tanya was introduced. Uh, the timeline just fixes itself. It just yeah, needs, hey, yeah. you know. How did Zio start with all of them getting flung through time? That's true. It all fits together. I'm a genius. Cool. Does that explain and what's the, this, what's the season ex- coming up in a, in a bit about how time's all fucky? That's true. That is time force. Fairly, yeah, that's force. coming. Yeah. And, uh, hey, but- you know what? Zio secretly was about time all along. What's the next season after Turbo? That's right. Space. Space. Time, time and space. space. And what bridges the gap between time and space? Cars. Homestuck. I thought, okay. I was going to say clocks, so we all had good jokes. <laughs> um, all right, but, so. Okay, but here's the thing, Luke. Yeah, The, the big lingering question. Uh-huh. Um, 
when the machine empire was uh, was destroyed, was that clock stopped at all? Uh, <laughs> are you trying to rope clock stoppers into this? Yeah, yeah a course. little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible. I don't know if uh, if French Stewart's hanging around somewhere. Oh God! The Rangers uh, run really fast later, so I mean, that's you know. true. Mm. That's true. Um, now, my last question about this theory is that does the giant uh, the giant space clock explain the racism that happens in the next scene? <laughs> no, that's just Saban being Saban. Okay, all right, well, good. So, uh, yeah, Kimberly washes up on the beach, um, and uh, so two things I want to say, uh, and I'm not Kim. We see Kimberly. And then we see a shot of a bunch of uh, "quote unquote" natives coming towards her, uh, yeah. and they're about as stereotypical as it gets. There's no specific, um, right? They got you know, dress skirts and spooky masks and spears. It, it's just that, like, we're just islanders. There's no specifics. It's just all everything mashed together. Yeah. There's um, a f- there's a few things with this first bit. Uh, most notably, well, like it's Kimberly lying unconscious on the beach and. The first shot we get of the quote unquote islanders basically frames Kimberly's ass and then like okay. sneaking up on I'm it. I'm really glad that it wasn't just me because yeah, no, it's a yeah. full on ass shot. It's yeah. really strange that they decided to dominate the frame that. for a yeah. good while. And it's, it's this it's this ass this focused shot on the ass of uh, of a knocked out and vulnerable white woman as yep. these pseudo islanders sneak up to surround her yeah like th- this is some nasty subtext here and, and, and gets- the other the other big thing is okay it's not just that the shit is bad but it's also completely unnecessary because like we're in another dimension why are these fucking stereotypical islanders why aren't they just like aliens yeah yeah uh-huh. You it could have completely sidestepped this. I mean, you could have done so many cool things. Like, make it a weird island. Make it like the island is, like, plastic or something. Like, or it's, like, you know, got, like, neon piping all over it. Or, you know, you could do anything you want. Or even just, like, the the lazy version. And it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, a- animal people or something like that. Like, just anything. Just anything Muppets. that's not this. Muppets. It's, like, really, this, this is Saban and Microcosm. They, Maybe they could have mu- done... They could have done literally anything, and they went with this. Yup. Um, and and listen, this is this is the tragedy of it. This is not a one-off scene. No, these this islanders the are going to be. Yeah, this is the rest of the movie. The last uh, third of the movie is this shit. Yeah, it's also uh, you know like dumped on you as I I can't remember if you said this on or off mic, but like it's dumped on you like. An hour into the movie, it's like surprise. <laughs> Which yeah. is, you know, yeah, you thought you were having a fun time. Whoops, racism. So, Bulk and Skull see her get captured, uh, and they say, "Oh, what should we do? Uh, we should rescue her. We could rescue her, or we could enjoy the beach." And then they just decide to to kick back and enjoy this nice beach. Uh, and then, then they get snuck up on by they, some more. Yeah, villagers Im- immediately, uh, immediately captured as well. Yeah, and then we get we get a wacky chase scene with Bulk and Skull and the villagers, which God, I wish I could enjoy because it's Bulk and Skull doing slapstick comedy, and they're great at that. But it's 
Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, in in between th- that and uh, or this and that, sorry, we get uh, a scene of the Rangers all putting on their power packs or power boxes, uh, and and they- also Adam Adam's car is the only one that's ready to go? Question mark. So he he floats out to the island alone because the cars are boats cars are boats uh also i i honestly just thought that meant it was the one closest to the like door of the ship yeah. they were on <laughs> so that they could they could get it out easiest well, and he's got like you know kind of a an all-terrain like you know yeah four-wheel drive type car that can yeah. d- handle the rugged terrain of the island the rugged terrain of water because again well boat. yeah yeah um, so he drives the car boat towards the <laughs> island. There's something uh, very funny to me about the fact that the car zords aren't just cars with shit slapped on them. Like, they're yeah. clearly props. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, I mean, I guess they couldn't... What What are they going to do? Buy five cars? That's like, true. Like, that would be expensive. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, they... Uh, yeah, now we have the Balkan Skull uh, chase scene, and... They, like, it, there's good gags, but you, yeah, like you said, it it's like, you can't really get past the fact that it's, like, y'all, you remember that scene, listeners, if you haven't seen this, remember that scene in, like, the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie, where it's just like, oh no, why are they doing this? Because y'all all of a sudden have a bunch of, like, islanders uh, in, like, painted face paint and stuff. It's, like, worse than that. Because they just, yeah, it's really bad. It's unfortunate. Um, yeah, it's honestly, the fact that we get this far and then have sudden, like, completely unnecessary racism take up the whole rest of the film is the moment where, like, yeah, this is absolutely just a really long episode of the show. Yep. Oh, well, this is yes, some Saban ass Saban. Uh, absolutely. So, Diva Talks and uh, Elgar are like, man, we still can't figure out what they're riding on. They're just out there. Well, and then Tivatox says, well, maybe some torpedoes can find out. And I love that <laughs> phrasing. I love the idea of torpedoes as, like, information gathering devices. Uh-huh. So they just I mean, kind of... I see her logic. It's like, okay, we don't know what they're writing. We can probably blow them up real good, though. Yeah, I mean, no matter, kind of no matter what it is, we're going to shoot some torpedoes at it. So they do that. Uh... The the next shot is the one that I think leans hardest into what you said, Luke, about the fact that the cars are just props are not really cars. Yeah. Because the way that Adam's truck moves up to this cliff face is so clearly like I don't know if it's like a puppet or a box or what, but <laughs> it like it does not move like a car move. And it's really weird looking. Um but yeah, he parks it and gets out. Uh, and puts on his power box, which I'm just gonna have to keep saying. And then he, t- uh, he takes out his... Yeah, again, uh, I hadn't seen anything. I didn't know the power boxes were already established. I kind of assumed when they first were all wearing the backpacks that, like, somehow the car zords folded up into backpacks, and they'd, like, take those off and they'd unfold into cars again. No, see, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, not that. No, they just have, like little water bottles in there and stuff yeah. uh, and some bandages. We saw him use bandages from it in the, in the first part. 
Um, Honestly, Luke, I, I do recommend you go back and watch the first part of the movie. Like, that's a pretty fun yeah, part I'll, of the movie. I'll try to before next time. Or at least for that fucking power box sequence. But, uh, so, then they, uh, Adam sees through his binoculars, uh, the, the fucking, uh, missile, or not missiles, tur- uh, torpedoes, uh, and... I mean, torpedoes are basically just water missiles. Right. The rest of the rangers see them, too, and then are like, we've gotten to get in our cars because they can't be detected. And again, I, that doesn't seem to help you. Well, it's you. not because they can't be detected. It's because the cars will probably survive the torpedoes because well, they're swords. That, yes. Uh, so, Although it, it raises questions about why this magical ghost ship can't, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so they they run to get in the cars. Um, and Adam just watches as his friends die, uh, which is It's fun. really great. So, because it's Power Rangers, they diffuse the tension immediately. Like, we're going to see the Rangers are okay in about three seconds. But I see this shot, and I see Johnny Youngbosch's face, and I just think, you know what? Adam is a character that's crying out for a dedicated episode of the show <laughs> where the plot is that he thinks his friends are dead. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's so well, funny to me because when he sees the boat blow up, like... You see his reaction shot, and he's got the binoculars up, and his hands are kind of shaking. And, like, there's a split second where it's some okay acting, and then he just goes, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he sees the cars, and they come out of the, the fireball, and he's like, yeah, my friends are okay. And, man, the cars really do look bad, huh? Like, <laughs> they, they don't... It, I mean, they look, look like toys. Right. You wouldn't think it, it would be that bad. I guess it's because... I guess it looks worse to me because, like, I cannot compare a Zord to an actual giant uh Right, you can't sphinx. say, like, oh, yeah, that's that's a really bad-looking Sphinx robot. Like, right, but I know what a car looks like, and it's not that, yeah. so... <laughs> um, Adam climbs, uh, starts climbing towards the uh, uh, volcano... Um, oh, I don't, I don't want to miss the fact that after the, the Zords are floating out of the wreckage of the burning ship... Justin, because he's the fucking yuck em up, you know, oh, child yes. star that everybody loves, is like, can we do that again? Yeah, of course. Uh, now, there's some imagery that happens after this, which is that uh, we see uh, um, uh, Divatox and uh, Lair. Nope, not Largo. Divatox and what's his fucking name? Lester. Elgar. Elgar, not Lester. Elgar and that big blue one whose name I forget. Rio, Chombus. Rio. His name is Chombus. Uh, and, that can't and be his name. That doesn't sound right. It's, it's definitely not Chombus, uh, but I don't remember what it is. Uh, and Elgar has Jason on like a leash. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, choice for some reason. Um, yeah, and, also, and they've also got uh, uh, the <laughs> gremlin family in, like, bamboo cages, and they're hucking them around. Also, weirdly, Jason appears to not have shoes, which I guess they just, like, took his shoes. Oh, well, I guess he would have had shoes. Have his yeah, head okay. shoes before? No, I, you're right. He had something on his feet earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It's it's a interesting. Uh, but yeah, then you see Larago and his family in the little bamboo cages. And also before that, we did see that the island does indeed have an angry face on the volcano. Yes, it's got a spooky face. It's not full on like Skull Island, but you know, it's it's that way. You said he had a leash. It's like wrapped around his waist. Okay, sure. He's 
dragging him along on a rope. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm just saying, I think it's a less horny image than what you described. Well, what's very, what the best part is that we, we, uh, get, you know, a shot of the Rangers driving in their cars, and then we cut back to Jason, and now he's in chains instead of a leash or, or rope or whatever. Uh, and that's fine, I guess. It doesn't really matter. Uh, everybody's just moving towards the, uh, uh, towards the volcano. Now, uh, the bad guys and Jason, uh, get assaulted by natives. Uh, and, uh, that might be a good place to call it. This is about two thirds of the way through this. the movie. Okay, well, good. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, well, we'll get into the, this delightful scene next time. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll come back next time and finish up the movie. Uh, I don't like this part. Where they got the masks and the war paint and the chanting. It's yeah. not good. And I don't the, like the it. the war drums and the grass skirts. Like it's they really, really... It's it's kind of wild how many stereotypes they crammed into such little space, I guess, is yeah. the one thing I would say. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, and, yeah, again, like you said, they're in a different dimension. It doesn't even make sense. Like, why? why is this there? I don't... It's stupid. Um, but yeah, other than that, we've, we got our Zords. We still haven't fucking morphed to have a fight. So that's wild. We're an hour and 10 minutes into this movie. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, and this movie is an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. So, so you know. Hope we get some morphs soon. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, come back next week and we will finish up the movie. Uh, Mike, is there anything you want to, uh, want to plug? Uh, just my Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit, and uh, uh, I want to plug also that uh, if you know a, a functioning uh, voice chat program <laughs> that won't shit itself on us, because we've been having trouble with both Skype and Discord this evening. Today I tried to open Skype after Discord failed on us, and it just decided it didn't wanna. So maybe we should try know, Google Hangouts. Does Google Hangouts even exist anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I no, I'm pretty sure they they. They uh, shut that down because it's Google and shutting things down is what they do. Oh, no. Stadia is going to be around forever. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh, boy. Luke, do you have anything you want to pitch? You can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, you can find other podcasts I do on the network, such as Where's Pod When I'm Scared, a podcast about Veggie Tales, Let's Place, where we rank every video game ever made. Uh, we're going to do a live show of that at PAX South in a couple weeks here. Uh, tickets are still on sale to Pack South. Uh, we're gonna be on Friday at two thirty. Come on down, see us. It'll be great. Zach's there. Do it. I'm gonna be there. It's yeah. gonna be fun. Uh, what else? What else we got? Uh, I think the I, I think Reprise Kids is gonna be starting in another week or two here. Uh, the, oh wow, the, is that that's the name you're going with. That's great. Yeah. Uh, our our show our, our follow up to Totally Reprise. We're gonna cover the Spy Kids films. Uh, oh, I just wrote okay. a, I just wrote a real long game of the year thingy. I don't know. I said follow me on Twitter. I retweeted it a bunch. You can find it. Yeah, do it. Luke's yeah. gonna be writing about video games. That's that's all. Okay. Uh, yep. For me, just check out audioentropy.com. Uh, we've got a bunch of cool podcasts on there. You should check them out. Uh, and you can find find me at Chinchy McChilla on on Twitter, not on Twitter, which is not 
a thing. That's not a thing. That's true. I'm tired and I'm going to go to bed now. Same. Uh, for Teenagers to Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Luke. And I've been Mike. And may the power protect you always. Thank you.